Yo, I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs, presented by WinBet. Heading into week seven of the NFL season, we have some excellent games coming up that have potential to make you some cash. We got the Eagles uh, having a little extra rest as they are visiting the Raiders in Vegas. The Colts are traveling to the Bay to take on the Niners. Plus, Joe Burrow and the Bengals are matched up against their division rivals, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. That should be pretty dope. All this and more on today's Underdog episode as we break down the teams we think are being overlooked okay so plus in case you hadn't noticed basketball has arrived yes i was up watching these games uh we have a great guest in store for you today Haley o'shaughnessy of the spencers podcast will be joining us today to make some nba predictions want to hear what the odd makers miss stick around for more upsets and underdogs this show was brought to you by WinBet. Week 7 is coming in hot. There's no better time to get in on the action. Download the WinBet app now and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders, who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, you know we got those NFL parlays, so download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're going to bring my dog Lamb up in here. Lamb, what's good, bro? What's going on, Will? How you doing? How's Chilling. Uh, getting accustomed to being home on the I'm, state side? Once I'm again? already accustomed. It's funny. So we went to, we went to pick up the uh, kids at school. And I was asked, like, oh, am I jet lagged? I'm like, no, like, I'm, I'm good. They're like, how are you not jet lagged? It's like, because I figured out the system, okay? What you do is you sleep early on the flight, and then you stay up. And then you go to bed accordingly to whatever time zone you're in. So when I went to London, I slept early on the flight, landed in the morning, and I stayed up, and then went to bed accordingly. Same thing. Came back here to Cali, took a nap early. So when I was sleeping... In California, my family was sleeping too. So when I landed, I was good. That's how you handle it. And plus, I got—I just got that natural turn up, you know, my system. I should try to get Marvin on this show. He actually trains like right by me. That'd be really cool. Just have him chat up post fight. Hopefully, he gets a victory. If he gets a victory, I'll get him on here. If he doesn't, I'll leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. they don't want to be bothered after that. We'll see. Some people are cool. Like I know, um, Chandler's cool with it. Like he, 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 I mean, he jumps on Instagram anyway and talks about his situations. All right. So let's, get, let's get into today's show. It's time for our segment, top dogs, right? We'll highlight the underdogs of week seven that we feel are most undervalued and have the best chance to win you some dough. So game one, Eagles are heading to Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders rightfully so are minus three favorite 70, 76% of the tickets are the Raiders and 55% of the money are on the Eagles. Talk to me about that. Yeah, it seems like the Raiders coming off that emotional win last week. We, we spotlighted it. One of the underdogs that we felt was undervalued last week, and they came off an impressive win. And I think everybody saw that. And now they're back at home. An interesting tidbit about this one, Will. Remember a couple of weeks ago when the Bears played in there? Right. And I was telling you about the secondary ticket markets. In Vegas, how many people from Chicago area codes bought tickets to this game? Right. Very, very similar setup here with the Eagles, a popular team, a team in which the fans like to travel Vegas weekend. I'm expecting a lot of Eagles fans to be in the building for this one, Will. 
that's interesting. The fifty five percent is very very interesting. Um, some subplots: the Raiders could move into first, which is still crazy to me that the Chiefs are dead last in this in this division. Uh, Henry Ruggs is coming through, balling. He is the guy who everyone thought he should be. Um, he's. It's funny every time every time I see a team a defense run cover zero versus the Raiders, and I see Derek Carr just backing up, backing up, and he launches it. I know exactly who it's going to, and it's going to Henry Ruggs. Every single time. That's how you beat it. That's what you do. Um, but I can see if there's anyone who can run with rugs, it's Darius Slay. And that's going to be a really cool matchup. The The one thing I really like about Darius Slay is that he does not panic when the ball's in the air. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're usually when you're running full speed, it's really hard to like adjust and like find the football. Right. And so something that Darius Slay, he's done since he was in Detroit, he's able to like run max speed and find the receiver, but also feel comfortable to relax and turn around and find the football. So I think if there's anyone that can stay with Henry Ruggs, it's definitely going to be Darius Slay. Um, so, yeah, that's um, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting matchup. Because I think, again, I think I keep seeing this every time. The Eagles are not a bad football team. They they play hard. They just, I don't think they just have enough star power to like secure these wins. I think that's what's going on with this team. And they're fairly young. Um, and they're dealing with some injuries for sure. So there's a lot of things, but they compete um, every single time. So more about this game, Lamb. Uh, what are some betting insights before we make our picks? Well, this is something that... I've been wanting to ask you and I've waited for the right situation. So we have, <laughs> we have a team here in the Eagles coming off a Thursday night football performance, right? right? So they have 10 days to prepare versus a Raiders team. Who's coming back home from Denver. Now I know it's not exactly Seattle to New York kind of traveling. However, this is a division game coming off a division game for the Raiders. Now they're going to be at home. Well, talk to me about the difference between playing on an extended rest going into a short week like what the Raiders have. Um, so having a short week is interesting because it's interesting when you're playing a team you haven't played yet mm-hmm. because you really have to. I mean, as soon as the game's over, you're jumping. Actually, let me tell you, let me say this. You actually leave guys behind. Or you have quality control guys on staff who they prepare early for every team. So I'm sure they have other teams down the road already dialed in in terms of the film. So they're just waiting for that next game to plug in for film. So while you are playing your game, you have your main coaches at the game coaching. There's staff and people already back at Philly preparing film for those guys. There, there, There might even be some guys at the Philly game. Uh, breaking it down so that when when teams either arrive back to the facility, like when, when Vegas probably got back, the film was probably already uploaded, ready to go and already chopped up. So from the men's perspective, like you got to switch gears immediately. Um, and same thing from a physical perspective, you, you probably aren't going to have any type of like heavy practices. It's more so like, okay, let's get the information. Let's recover. Our, let's take care of our bodies. And also you, you want to see where your team's at. So it's just, it's just kind of like, okay, literally on to next game. No doubt about it. Uh, but then if you have a longer time uh, to prepare, 
then that's kind of where you you do get your proper rest when needed um, before switching gears to the next game. So no, that's a good question. So that's great because real quick, one of the things that I like to do on Thursday night football games is I usually like to cater to, you know, short turnaround. Who's the better head coach? Who's the better quarterback, right? Because of what you said, the preparation and whatnot. What's interesting about this one is that this seems like a letdown spot for me. Will last week we were all over Tremont and I, I believe you also were talking about the emotion of the Gruden after effect. And these guys were going to rally behind the team. And that's what we saw. Now this kind of feels like a flat spot for me, for the Raiders, which is, Making me lean towards the Eagles getting points. Well, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it and be wrong. Oh, okay. So that's where you're going, huh? (laughs) Is that who you got? Go ahead. I got got the Eagles here. I think the Eagles win this game outright. I think this is a letdown spot. We've seen the Raiders in situations like this not too long ago against the Bears. They're at home. They're feeling good about themselves, and they completely just no-show. Eagles coming off extended rest. Jalen Hurts. Hard guy to prepare for because of his mobility and some of the plays he can make out of pocket. I think the Eagles win this game outright. Well, they beat the Ravens, so they're not worried about mobility. I got the Raiders. On to the next game, game number two. (laughs) The Colts are also going west uh, to the Bay Area to take on the 49ers. Niners are minus four. Favorite, 55% of the tickets are on the Niners, but 60% of the money are on the Colts or on a Colts team that is getting healthier and healthier by the moment. And also too, their, their stud running back right now, Jonathan Taylor is lighting it up already. He's ninth uh, in the NFL in rushing. Uh, it's, it's interesting because I spent some time with Jonathan Taylor uh, this off season. We were both were at the Under Armour uh, future 50 um, camp and this is like the best 50 kids um underclassmen in high school and i remember i took a i took a selfie with him and i sent a picture to the general manager chris ballard of the Colts, and he was like man he's i just love this dude he's gonna be chris ballard said he's gonna be maybe in a year or two the best runner back in the nfl like he liked him that much and already he he's showing you what he can do um with the with the rock back in Wisconsin, he was known for what's my term hitting the home run, right? He's able to do that. He already has an eighty three yard run. He has a seventy six yard reception out the gate, all gas. They also get T Y back, and T Y didn't miss a beat. You know, eighty yards receiving already. And yes, I picked him up ASAP on my fantasy team when I saw he got activated. That was no hesitation, and so that's huge. He's he's the number one guy. So. It's interesting to look at 49ers, right? They they lost three in a row, um, hard-fought battles, no kiddos, and that's killing me, speaking of fantasy football. Um, Jimmy G is back. So it's just it's just so much shuffling and and not sure what's going on over there. You know, I think it's hard, it's hard for an organization when you're you're still like trying to identify identify that quarterback situation. You know, when Jimmy G it was his job and that was it. And guys were healthy. The Niners did well. Um, this is now a situation. Like I said, it, it comes to the depth and, and what's going on. So this is interesting, man. What are some insights for this game? So, 
you know, with the quarterback situation, it's uh, it's fascinating because I don't think the line moves regardless of who the quarterback is in this spot. Jimmy G wins with the Niners, yet nobody likes Jimmy G. It's such a weird <laughs> dynamic. I believe Shanahan is like 22 and 7 with him as a starter, yet they draft a guy, trade up for him. Trade up base, for him. Yeah, they traded up for uh, Trey right, Lance. They gave right. up all those picks. So Colts I'm backing up what you're saying. I'm like the hype man, like repeating what you're saying. So right, he's a guy on stage with me. Okay, okay. I like <laughs> four and one against the spread are the Colts in their last five games, and the Niners are one and four ATS in their last five games. And right. well, you know, Shanahan for being this offensive genius, he's had an issue with finding wide receivers in the draft. Like he's hit a home run on Debo Samuel, I think. However, Brandon Ayuk, first-round pick in 2020, kind of in the doghouse. Right. Dante Pettis, another guy who he traded up for, off the team years later. Jalen Hurd, also a guy who was not on people's boards, landed to him and took him. What's the vibe around a player who's in the doghouse with a head coach? Have you ever been around a player who's been in the doghouse with a head coach? And what, what, what's that experience like? Who's been in the doghouse with the head coach? I don't know. That's tough because that's we're talking like NFL football here. You know, I don't. Right. I don't know the doghouse. I don't. I don't know what it is that they're doing to put themselves in the doghouse. Like that's what's interesting. You know what I mean? So when you look at a player like not performing up to their abilities, you're like, well, are they getting? the proper coaching. I mean, and the, the receivers coach is Wes Welker, you know, who, who had a fantastic career, you know, people are arguing he should be a hall of famer. Um, and he's been outstanding. And so when you, when you get, when you draft a player that high, it it is the coaches, the position coaches job to develop that person into what they should be. So the, these things are hard because we don't know, like, Earlier in the year, Shanahan did say, "Like, hey, you know, he's he he got beat out for his position outright. So that's just what it is. That's why he's not out there. So I don't know, man. That is, that's a hard question because it all depends on what's he what is he doing in practice? What is does he even understand the game plan? You know what I mean? So, um, so let's get into our picks. I I like the Colts to uh, win outright in this situation. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I'm with you in agreement there. I'm with the Colts as as the underdog to win outright. All right, before we discuss our final game, it's time to bring in today's guest. She is the co-host of the podcast, Spinsters. Please welcome to the stage, Haley O'Shaughnessy. What's happening? How are you? Thanks for having me. Did I say, I, I think I said that right, O'Shaughnessy. Perfect. There's, there's so many, so many uh, letters. <laughs> yes, there are a lot of letters. Um, some of them are tricks, like the GH, I think uh, trips up a lot of people, but you did an amazing job, 10 out of 10. Well, I appreciate that. So... I know you are a diehard Ravens fan. Yes. Okay? So, and thank you for recognizing that because I don't think a lot of people know this about me because I usually just do NBA, but I've right. suffered. Okay. <laughs> like I suffered you, the Joe Flacco years. So I deserve this recognition. Oh my God. At least he brought you guys home one. You know what I'm saying? That's a big deal. That, that buys you some time. I, yes, but that was the problem. I was so happy in 2013 but i immediately was also filled with dread because i was like this means that they're going to keep him for many many more years oh and my god we're adding on to the time well, that- the, well the future is bright now the f- so it, it's extremely bright i agree 
So we brought you in just in time because now we're going to game three. In game three, we're going to discuss the Bengals at the Ravens. The Ravens are a minus six favorite. The tickets, 60% are coming in for the Ravens and also 50% of the money are coming in on the Ravens. So, Lamb, I'm going to jump in out the gate with you. Talk to me about this game before we go deep, deep dive because this is really interesting. Bengals have been dominated by the Ravens 0-5 in their last five games against Baltimore. Baltimore is a cover <laughs> machine, Will. 10-4. No, I love that Haley nodding it. You didn't even say it first sentence. She's like, yep, I know. Yep, I know. 10-4 <laughs> uh, against the spread in their last 14 games are the Ravens. And also, I'm sure Haley knows this, the first NFL start for Lamar Jackson was against the Cincinnati Bengals when he came in for her favorite quarterback, Joe Flacco. When he got hurt, Will. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So he's been pretty dominant against them. Five and one straight up versus the Bengals. This is interesting. Because the Bengals are actually good. They're mm-hmm. actually like really good right now. So it's interesting. But so are, so is Baltimore. Man, I, I don't want to say I'm torn here. But I'm kind of like, I, I really like the Ravens here. I just feel like, I, I, I put a tweet out earlier that they have probably probably the most underrated backfield right now. They have three pro bowlers who are back there. Uh, well, Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, and Le'Veon Bell, who all scored last week. Um, how are you feeling right now this year, Haley, about your Ravens? Talk to me. You must be feeling nice. I Well, this game is a, a bit of an exception because I know this is probably antithetical to your podcast, but the one thing I never bet on is AFC North matchups because – Anything can happen. I think they're That's all fair. the grittiest teams in the NFL. And the Bengals, yes, uh, thank you, uh, Nick, for the 5-0. and I was going to bring that up as well. But you just never know. Like Ravens-Bengals games, Ravens-Steelers games, Bengals-Steelers games. I am omitting the Browns on purpose. They're always really nasty. Um, But, you know, I love that personally. They're always my favorite games to watch. I'm just filled with a lot of anxiety. But... I overall with the Ravens, like it's been the joy of my life to see Lamar be appreciated in by NFL fans, because I I don't know if you know this, but I went to Louisville. So to see someone who you loved so much in college being drafted and now being recognized as such a special player um, after having, I think, a a, definitely a rough start. And now it's just undeniable. Um, But in other ways than people expected as well, um, especially with the throwing, with the deep ball. That is the one thing that with Joe Flacco, like I always thought it was really special, the connection he had with Torrey Smith going deep. It seemed like that was why he stuck around for so long was because he had the thrilling um, ability to end games like that and rescue himself after like five or six turnovers <laughs> the rest of the game. But it's nice to see Lamar now have that connection with um, Marquise and with uh, Mark Andrews. So it's been nice. It feels like the one thing he did carry over. Um, the defense. I'm worried about the They're defense. They're getting it done. <laughs> I'm worried. Even, la- even last game in the beginning of last game, I was like, shit, you know, I, but that that is the biggest concern for me right now. I choose to just uh, appreciate Lamar and try to put all my hope in him. But here's the thing: is like at the end of the day, like defensively, if you just play a good chemistry, that's going to be a huge help. Um, but yeah, and, and I said this earlier. I say this every single time too. I'm like Lamar is only 24. People, he's only 24 years old. Like quarterback sat 
until they were like 24, 25. He already showed you like how crazy he is running the football, but he also has so much time to develop into what he's doing now. He's averaging over 300 yards passing. But that man across the way in Joe Burrow is nothing to play with. I love him. I think he's awesome. I think um, Jamar Chase is going to dethrone Devontae Adams eventually as the number one receiver. But I will say this week, Lamb, I'm going to go. I like the Ravens here. I think they just, especially after that win last week, man, I think just um, they they get it. They, they, play, they play as a whole team, as a whole unit, and it starts from the top all the way down. They have the most emotional, supportive coach. <laughs> he hugs everybody, and I love it. So that's who I got. Haley. I, I actually passed <laughs> I passed Will a 20 before we began to pick the Ravens. So <laughs> <laughs> after Nick. I leave after I leave today, he can uh he can clarify that he's gonna pick the Bengals. But thank you for honoring that. Lamb, I'm, with talk the, to me. I'm on the Bengals. Back to uh I think the Ravens win, but this might be a Justin Tucker game winning field goal attempt kind of win. The Bengals okay. play them tough, even with Cincinnati being a mess last couple of years, five and five against the spread. So those games always come down to the wire. And I think but, yeah. they got some swag in Cincinnati. They got they, lots of swag. They, yeah. They brought it, it that Bayou has, swag. But Haley made a good point. She's right. Like the NFC North, it's any given Sunday in the AFC North. It's, it literally is. I don't care what. Like, I'm sure people are looking at the Browns right now getting dismantled, but I'm sure when they play an AFC North team, it's going to be a battle. So Yeah, you even like the- that. it's You can never count out anything. And any time that it comes down to, like, the end of the season or anything close to the playoffs, you especially don't know. So it could go either way. I, I, I truly do understand uh, you picking or at least thinking that the Bengals are going to make it a game because it's going to be – It's I'm not going to be happy until – the last whistle on Sunday because I'll be nervous. I, even if we're way up, like you just never know. Don't be nervous. Be excited. Lamb, who you got? So we can talk some b-ball here. I'm on the Bengals getting the six points. Okay. Very nice. This show was brought to you by WinBet. with week six in the rear view and week seven on the horizon. There's no better time to get in on the action. So right now, Download the WinBet app and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders, who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Nick, Lamb, do you see anything you like this week on the WinBet app? Well, once again, we are going to the fight game. We got a paper. We got a main event, Marvin Vittori versus Paulo Costa. Huge title implications here at 185 in the UFC. I like the under four and a half rounds. I'm expecting fireworks. And Paulo Costa, I think, should be the favorite in this fight. He's plus 125. So a parlay of both of them, plus 313 payout there. I like that matchup. Both lost to the style bender, but this should be a really good matchup between these two similar fighters. So download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. All fix to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. So we got that out the way, right? So let's talk about you for a second, Haley. Like I said at the top, you are one of the co-hosts of the Spencer's Podcast. For those in the audience who may have listened yet, please tell us about the show. What can we expect when we tune in? All the fun, cool stuff about it. 
Um, my co-host is Jordan Liggins. She is uh, definitely my better half. And our little joke about Spencer's is that it's a basketball show for people who like basketball. Um, we talk NBA, WNBA. We do interviews. Sometimes we do reported stories and storytelling. So it's a little bit of everything. Um, but I think the main thing you can expect is the opposite of Jeff Van Gundy. We actually really like basketball. Um, we really like watching the NBA. So, yeah, if you also do, please listen. Why? Because he has a problem with everything, every call, oh, every play, every strategy. <laughs> That's not how we did it back in the day. Okay, so we spoke briefly earlier before we jumped on the show, but I need to ask you because this show is called Upsets and Underdogs. Um, I won a Super Bowl with the Giants as an underdog versus the Patriots in 2011. I felt like an underdog who can overcome. What is one particular in your career or life where you felt like you were the underdog and you overcame it? Let's make a career. Let's do that career. Um, I like yeah, I mean, I've also won a Super Bowl. So <laughs> um, I think I'm going to say just... You know, being a woman in sports is not has not been the easiest ride, but it's been really rewarding. So I'll go pretty general on that. I hope that's not a cop out, but um, no, that's legit though, because I'm thinking that's automatic. You know what I'm saying? Like you're a woman. I'm African American. Like <laughs> you, you deal with stuff. That's there's very certain fair. things you face. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, let's go with that. And how? But but how did you overcome it? Like what is like what is your mindset to be like? Look, I'm gonna go for it. For you to be in a position you are in now, like what was your mindset towards that? I think actually the most helpful thing with that was um, not going it alone, which is like that makes it bigger than just me. But all the people I reached out to, all the women who I asked, how did you do this? Um, can you inter can you introduce me to this person? Um, the help that and the ability to reach out and people who just wanted to tell me how they got to where they were and being willing to help is probably the biggest thing. And that's why anytime anyone ever emails me or asks me for help, I always try to email back um, because I absolutely would not have made it. So that's less, I guess, a little bit personal, but also having the guts to reach out. Sometimes it's scary right. because sending a cold email is like they don't no one has to respond. When I was like 20 and realized I wanted to do this, I would email everybody. I'd find, right. I'd stalk them on the internet. I'd find their emails. I'd realize how ESPN emails were generated. And so I do like the first letter of the first name, the last name at ESPN, you know? And so I just would send them out and like maybe one in 10 would respond, but a lot of them were women. And I really appreciate right. that. No, that's huge because it shows the importance. At one point, when I was a free agent in 2012, after winning the Super Bowl, I did not get a call from not one team. You think, okay, the team wins, everyone's going to grab the good players. So when I've been out for like three months, I too found a bunch of general manager emails and I fired them all out. I found numbers. I called everyone. I left voicemails like crazy. And eventually there was one GM who I knew from being in Green Bay who answered the call and then pretty much saved my career. So that's huge. Take advantage of your resources. That's so dope. Because even now, I still I talk to, I just called Nate Burleson the other day. You know, I talked mm. to Emmanuel Acho once in a while because we're all trying to stay connected. So I think that's so dope and lovely. Okay, let's talk ball finally. Basketball, that is. The NBA season just started up on Tuesday. But let's look ahead towards the end of the season. So we're sticking with the upsets and underdogs theme, Haley. Which team do you think is the biggest underdog that people are undervaluing? And which team 
is hyped up way too much that is going to upset their fans. So we're going to start with the team you think that is the underdog that people are undervaluing. I think the the underdogs last year are going to carry over this year, um, which doesn't always happen. The teams that surprise everybody and are kind of the delightful ones to watch, sometimes the next year can't bring it again. But I, I genuinely think the Grizzlies, um, they're still building momentum. The Young Hornets still have momentum. The Knicks even, uh, especially now that they have Kemba Walker. And right. it, I think he <laughs> himself feels like he has a lot to prove. So... Uh, he, you know, he's also kind of an underdog. He just had such a rough time in Boston, which actually leads me to the team I think is most likely to upset their fans. Uh, I think it's the Celtics. That's I'm a not good even, one. I'm not and sure. I'm a Celtics fan. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not no, sure what their sad. expectations for this season are, but this is a team that went to the Eastern Conference, um, three, three of the last five years. And now they have, they still have their two young players who everyone is super invested in, um, in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So I know this is a fan base who's used to winning and they really aren't set up for it this year. Um, their point guard is Dennis Schroeder. Uh, their center spot is still, let's see, they've got like Robin or Robert, um, yeah, it's still so thin. So this has been the story for them for what four or five years that they really don't have anyone uh, who can right. who can be the big man. So yeah, I think that the hopes are always so high because it's a fan base who is is used to being very successful. I don't think it's going to work out well for them this year. I know that is tough. I mean, I I think they they do have some depth. You know, they do got the two big men in Cantor and, and Hofford, but. No, that's a good point because I yeah, feel like they've been... Yeah, but is that depth? No offense. <laughs> it's, it, no, no. But I'm saying to your point that it, that's fair because they have been like primed to go to the finals and do something and every time they have disappointed. So that's fair. All right. So for me, I think um, the team that is undervalued or underdog, I like Minnesota. Um, and I just feel like... Um, at the top, what key, what you know, Carnegie Towns and D'Lo, and also Anthony Edwards being that that mega star on the horizon. Already, he made tons of noise last year in the playoffs. I think uh, they are, and also getting their new coach, um, Charles Finch. I think they, I think they could do something. You know, given to like, hopefully, you know, they stay healthy. They get Torian Prince, who's a good, you know, three and D type of dude um, from the net. So that'd be interesting. And then I don't know. I'm, <laughs> He made me really upset last year um, in terms of, like, respect-wise with, with Pat Bev. Like, I know they got him as terms of, like, that dog with energy, but when he pushed Chris Paul, I was done. Uh, that was that – was, <laughs> dude, dude, that was ridiculous. Um, the team that I think is going to – who's overhyped is, I think, the Lakers, but r- rightfully so. I think because they have all the all the gorgeous names on there. I know people keep talking about age, but it's it's still early. It's basketball. You know, the game is different. Last week, last night, you know, there was no chemistry. No one could shoot. And LeBron was like, I'll just do this my damn self. Um, and that didn't work. But I I think they are overhyped because of the names. But at the same time, they have LeBron. So you always have a chance. So those are my two teams. Lam, what about you? So I got to say, I've I've been a fan of Haley's for a long time, uh, following her stuff. However, my pockets now are hurting because... <laughs> I'm on the Jason Tatum bandwagon, which we'll get to in a little bit. So, Haley, I'll, I'll accept any apology at some point. <laughs> With that said, I love what you said about the teams gaining momentum from last year. That kind of surprised people heading into this one. I am all in on the hype train that is the Atlanta Hawks. I think they have depth. 
they have as a Knicks fan. I went into that series picking the Hawks because they just have 11 guys on their team right. that you can run the offense through. You could get a bucket where the Knicks had like two and a half guys and then Randall was atrocious in the playoffs. Anyhow, the Hawks, I think Trey Young is the number one wrestling heel in basketball. He'll go into any building, hostile environment, doesn't care. He's in line to take that next leap to superstardom if he's not there already. So that's the team that I think is being undervalued. And then as far as overhyped, Will, I'm going to stay with the L.A. teams, but the Clippers. I don't see it with the Clippers. Kawhi is going to miss, if not the whole regular season, the majority of it, towards ACL. And also, Haley, you know this covering the NBA. We don't know anything about him. He's, we're not going to get no real updates like, hey, the surgery went well and the rehab is going well. We'll see him because he just doesn't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And the Clippers, the Clippers roster outside of Paul George, you're putting a lot on his plate too. It's not really the most impressive roster. So for me, it's the Clippers as the overhyped team. That's fair. Huh. That's fair. <laughs> That's <laughs> You took the words out of my mouth. That's fair. All right. So, Haley, we are going to put you on the spot for real now. We're going to keep it very simple, basic, straight to the point. Who is winning the East and who is winning the West? And you cannot pick the Lakers or the Nets. Uh, I'm taking the Nuggets out of the West. I actually wasn't going to – I don't – the Lakers aren't my pick anyway. I think – so the the non-Lakers options here are obviously the Nuggets, the Clippers, um, like you said, uh, maybe the Mavs. Maybe the Warriors. Uh, jazz fans are going to harass me if I don't put. So I'll include them, but I I don't even. <laughs> but I've ne- I, you know I've never been a believer in the Clippers. I'm with you between the injuries and the weird chemistry issues that come up every year and having to majorly rely on this year um, Reggie Jackson and Eric Bledsoe. I'm not sold at all. And then with the Mavs, it's just Luca. Luca is the Mavs, so he's not going to be able to carry them to the finals himself. Um, the Warriors, like last night, they look good. I don't want to discount them, but what the Nuggets have that they don't is um, they've been building this identity for years, and right. they know their strengths. They know each other. They're deep in uh, ways that those other teams aren't. So for me, yeah, it's the Nuggets, even uh, if you didn't put that rule where you can't pick the Lakers. Um, and then for the East, it's if it's not the Nets, I, it probably the Bucks or the Heat. The explanation for the Bucks, I feel like it's obvious. They're the reigning champs. They're bringing back their important pieces. And then for the Heat, this is the Kyle Lowry effect. I, you know, I think that a lot of people discount him. You're talking about underdogs. Um, maybe people right. just don't watch a lot of Raptors games. But uh, and then also the Heat have, you know, their younger players are now in their third or fourth years that's the time when you really get to see how a player is matured so i'm definitely leaning toward the bucks for the east but i think everyone should keep their eye on miami too yeah and i, and I know he's you know he's in his late 30s but i think pj tucker was a, was a underrated pickup for them uh for miami in terms of bringing that energy you need you need one one psycho outcast on that team who's gonna drive somebody crazy and I think he's that dude. He's staying in the East, too. So in case they play the Nets again, he's he's going to be in Katie's face one more time. <laughs> and I love the exchange with him and Katie's mom. That was fun. Um, Lane, what about you? So I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks. I mentioned it before. I think the Hawks last year when they fired their coach, they went 27-11 and 11 with, Mac, uh, with McMillan. And 
just building off that, they they took the Bucks all the way to not the brinks of elimination, but you know, all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. And I just like what they're building in Atlanta. And again, the the depth I think is going to carry them. And then you know, I've been trying to find Haley a team like the Heat two years ago in the bubble came out of nowhere, and then the Suns last year. And I just keep going back to the Suns. Like, why can't the Suns? be that team again i know you didn't mention them before wow i, I just realized i didn't mention them either that is that yeah. that's my bad yeah i should have mentioned them in that for sure so uh, it's a little weird with the eight and stuff and the owner just being historically cheap not wanting to pay him but i think as long <laughs> as chris paul as long as chris paul is healthy and devin booker i mean what more can you say about him and just those growing pains of going to the conference finals uh, i mean to the nba finals i, I think the suns come out the west that's a good pick. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I really love how you mentioned the Nuggets, though. They do. They they're probably like two deep, three deep at every position, um, especially at, at the guard. It's crazy, and the forward, which is kind of the same also for the Hawks. Just to your point, that's fair. Um, yeah, the Hawks like they have almost too many guys, but that's not a that's never a problem. I don't think as long as you can uh, learn to manage that and also ego not in a bad way i'm not saying any of them have ego but you need to be delicate with when you're not giving this person as many minutes not discouraging them and then you know making the locker room um not the best place to be because it does seem like they all have fun playing with each other no that's that's i totally agree that's why i don't i don't think that would happen uh for me come out the east i i love i still love the bucks um i think i think despite winning pretty much everything Giannis really spent some time this offseason to keep improving you know the you know how did how do the best players keep staying well you know look at tom brady he takes care of himself completely lebron takes care of himself um they are obsessed with improving because everyone's watching the film on you everyone's trying to figure you out you know and what did he do he went back and i know it's early but in the preseason he showed like okay he's been working on the jump shot his first play he's like okay i'm gonna just pull up right now just let you guys know you got something else to deal with um, I think, you know, him and Middleton are, you know, 1A, 1B. Um, he, Middleton's a, a star in this league, no question about it. Um, they did lose PJ, which is huge, but they, they picked up also a, an annoying flea in Grayson Allen, which is going to be – it's so funny. So, dude, when I was in Jacksonville – in 2013, he was playing at the high school right there locally. So it's it's funny like seeing him where he is now. But I do like the Bucks to come out of the East, and I do out of the West. I I like the Warriors. I think um, just seeing them so early um, with they look like the Harlem Globetrotters the other night playing the the Lakers the way they were passing the football, and then Jordan Poole just he he looked like an old school basketball player with the wrist tape on one arm and the the long tights and just taking guys one-on-one and then you know when everyone else gets healthy it's going to be interesting specifically talking about clay so i like i like bucks and warriors and so we're gonna just before we pick the mvp you know who hey i'm gonna ask you who or what is your finals prediction um, this could end up being really wrong, but I still think it's the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's the Nets, even if Kyrie doesn't play a single game, because you still have James Harden and Kevin Durant. Right. Even if Kyrie had never been in Brooklyn, that they would still probably be, if not the favorites, like up there. Um, you got top three, top four best players in the world on one team. Yeah, and when 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 either one of them is heating up and has a good game, not even a great game, a good game, their teams win. They they both can carry a team, um, and then out of the West, yeah, the Nuggets. And you, and also, 
I think what was interesting last year was when when James Harden was injured, he showed like how much of a good ball handler he is, like a, like a legit like a good point guard without scoring. Uh, Lamb, who you got? I just want to mention that the Nets are the favorite per the WinBet app at plus two fifty, and then Haley mentioned the Nuggets before as a borderline sleeper. They're twenty to one to win the finals. For me, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, Will. The <laughs> I know Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young. This <laughs> you're is all the up, year. You're all, you're all up in ATL right now. So I want to mention one thing about like when it comes to betting, right? I'm someone who, if I'm going to give a sports book 100 bucks for six, seven months, right? I'm not betting the favorite. Like I need a return of some kind. So I think the Hawks at 40 to 1 to win the title, 10, 11 deep. I'm going with the Hawks to beat the Suns in the NBA Finals. As a as a gambler, I would take the Suns to win, but who I think is going to win, I think the Bucks are going to repeat. I just think that's going to happen. Um, the, the energy is right right now in Milwaukee. Okay, lots of lots of beer brewing and and Chick Fil A nuggets are all over the place right now. It's it's popping right now over there. So. Haley, we're going to ask you now your last question. Who you think is going to win MVP? Um, I was wondering who sportsbooks had. And so I looked at a couple of them and it, a lot have Luca as a favorite, which. Um, we could ask Lamb. We got, we got the gambling legend, right? Just ask Lamb. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Um, but I think that with Luca, for me, it, that leads too much into what happened with Russ in 2016-17. There was so much backlash immediately after he won because um, voters don't approve of a winner whose team can't go super far. Right. And I don't, again, I don't know that they're even going to make it to the um, conference finals. So it could be Giannis again. Um, it could be KD if he's able to carry the Nets without Kyrie um, because that success because of all the tension um that i don't want to say Kyrie's cause but that Kyrie's cause um it's going to make it appear like an admirable storyline like he did this despite his teammate um sitting out so i was shocked that Jokic's odds were so low because for me it right. seemed like it's it's him or Katie or Giannis very cool uh so for me um, sorry, I just had like a bunch of stuff on my desk and I had to like make room for it. I got, it's crazy over here. Um, I like, I'm st speaking the Kool-Aid. I'm all, I'm still in Milwaukee. I'm, I told you I'm all about the beer in Milwaukee. It's the, I like Giannis again to win again. Uh, he's just, he's just a, 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 he's a mutant, man. It's, it's just different. I watch him like he has the longest Euro step I've ever seen in my entire life. He he takes one step from the half court line. His second foot is from the dotted line, and then he's in he's in the paint. So uh, I like that. All right, Lamb. So who do you have? Trey Young, I guess. <laughs> close, very close. Uh, I've, I mean, I've already made this bet, so I might have to start a GoFundMe to win my money back. Per what Haley said, I'm on Jason Tatum. I think they have sneaky top three seed potential in the East. Haley mentioned something about Russell Westbrook, and it's very true. This is why I'm off Luka. Historically, outside of that year where he averaged a triple-double and it became sort of the NBA MVP narrative award, right. you need to be a top three seed in your conference to be MVP. I don't see that for Luka. I'm on Jason Tatum, 25-1. to 1, And Haley, you mentioned Jokic. This is the longest odds of a defending MVP in NBA history. Usually you win the MVP 
you're closer to the top as the favorite coming back into that year. He's 12 to 1. So I mean, not he was really, really he was far down there. I was shocked. Yeah, they're usually at the top. And you know, you mentioned KD. What about Harden as a backcourt guy without Kyrie? I think that could be something. When you put yeah, but when you put the two of them together, like Harden is great. History will remind him as great. Remember him as great. But history, there's a a really good chance that they remind that they remember uh KD is like the best. You know, the good Harden games Fair. are like, wow, that's crazy. The good KD games are like, you rewatch it three times. Yeah, they're legendary. Immediately that's after. Yeah, it's right. like, it's the stuff of legends. So I, I get what you're saying. And it is like Harden's incredible. And that's why I do think the Nets could still win um, without Kyrie. But like the KD games that are great are incredible. And also he brings a little bit more all around, I think, than Harden. Right. He, he looks like... I always watch that Rucker Park video uh, where he just ended up just lighting those dudes up. and, and it, But it's fun. They're like, oh, it's against regular dudes. I'm like, he does that in the league, too. That's what's crazy. So that's a really good point. All right. So uh, now before we wrap up, it's time to make our picks for underdog of the week in the NFL. This is the dog we think has the best shot to upset their opponent. Um, it's safe to say, Lamb, we're both going with the Colts. I like it. Yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting that they're that they're not favored because, like I said, they they reloaded up. You know, um, Jonathan Taylor caught his steam. Ty is coming back. Defense is playing better, and there's so much uncertainty in San Fran. So I just made a pick for both of us. All right, so I'm, I'm literally I'm writing it down. I'm like, wow, I'm a, I needed a third leg in my parlay. So this is great. Thank you. <laughs> Look, we, we're here to help you. All right, finally, we're going to make our favorite pick of the week. This is the team out of any team playing that we think is the biggest lock to cover. I think that the Bengals are going to cover. Um, I, I, I just believe if it does get like out of hand that they have enough to do some kind of backdoor cover and, and do that. I, I really love the mindset of Joe Burrow. And, yeah, and they've been, they've been playing late, well, uh and a lot of games that went down to the wire, you just never know. Jamar Chase is going to end up open some way, somehow, somewhere, and Burrow is going to find him. And Joe Mixon is getting healthy um, and had a really good game. So that's who I like. What about yours, Nick? I'm going with the Packers and the owner of the Chicago Bears, Aaron Rodgers, to cover <laughs> against so funny, the Washington dude. football team, minus eight and a half. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be more than that. Um, all right. So recapping our picks, let's quickly – Recap our picks against the spread. Here are mine. I like the Raiders, Colts, Ravens. Nick, what are yours? Eagles, Colts, and Bengals. All right, that's it for today's show. Next episode, we will be recapping week seven, how that went down, and seeing how our picks turned out. Haley, seriously, thank you so much. I really appreciate you for joining the show. You are our first female guest ever. So you are breaking ground on Look at this underdog right here. Look at that. See that? <laughs> yes, it's awesome. So um, please let our viewers know where they can find you on all social media platforms. Um, you can uh, subscribe to Spencer's on wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm at Haley O something. Like legit Haley O something. Like not even Yeah, kidding. because <laughs> I knew like people would never find me if I did my real last name. So I just did O something. <laughs> That's great. Uh, you can find me everywhere at well, Blackman um, on Instagram. I just post like wine in my family. And then on Twitter, I just if, here's the thing. I talk trash. But it's it's a healthy discussion. 
that's the thing people try to fight me i'm like no like it's all good i take nothing personal i am i have such thick skin so at what black on all platforms land where can they find you nick day is 10 on twitter and instagram awesome always don't forget to subscribe throw us a rating review tell your friends and thank you for listening and watching we'll catch you next time